It's after five on a Friday. Celebrate time? Oh, yeah, but we've got to ask the preacher. That's what we need to do right now. Ask the Preacher, your chance to have your Bible questions answered, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. God had mercy on me, on me. God had mercy on me. Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Well, hello, folks. Uh, happy Friday to you. Friday, September the 8th. Glad you uh, are, are listening. Glad you've joined. My name is John Freed. I'm the pastor at Believer's Fellowship Church, just like Eric said. Uh, there's uh, several uh, exciting, important topics that we'll be discussing today. Have a couple great guests that will be uh, joining us on the program, and uh, we'll introduce those in just a moment. I do want to let you know that you can join the conversation, even though our guests will be calling in over the phone. Some of the phone lines will be taken up, but you can join the conversation. Maybe you have a question. The phone number, as always, is 863 682 1430. One more time, that is 863-682-1430. So if you have questions or comments, you can call in and join the program. Um, I want to make mention to you that uh, there is a, a just a, a wonderful event that um, our church is a big part of, but uh, a variety of churches around town, Lakeland area, are, uh, are, are, are participant in this. And then uh, hopefully later on towards the end of the program, the organizer, the guy that had the dream of this, uh, Tim Shanahan is, is his name. Hopefully he'll be joining us on the program. But we'll be talking about the Exalt Jesus March taking place tomorrow morning. That's Saturday morning, 9 o'clock at Munn Park. You would want to be there uh, just a few minutes early. But we'll start at 9 o'clock in Munn Park uh, we'll end up um, uh, giving some instructions, marching from Munn Park down around Lake Mirror, up through the center of town a little bit. Basically, a big Jesus parade. So we'll talk more about it, but um, I would love to see you out there, Munn Park, uh, just before 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. The farmer's market's happening downtown in that area. It's just a, It'll be a beautiful day. The weather's been very nice in the mornings. So uh, come down to the farmer's market. Join us to exalt Jesus as we march around town, just lifting the banner of Jesus Christ in uh, in Lakeland. And so that's, uh, again, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Well, I want to get right into uh, our, our discussion today. And uh, if, if you don't have your head under a rock or if you, well, if you don't live under a rock or if you don't have your head in the sand, um, then you know that today the Florida Supreme Court has been hearing oral arguments from the state from Planned Parenthood. Boo. Anyway, I've uh, been hearing uh, arguments from, from both of those concerning the 15-week abortion ban and joining us on the program, somebody who has been in this fight, in this battle, um, has some great personal experience with the subject matter, um, not only the subject matter of abortion itself, but also the legislative aspects. Uh, it is my extreme honor to have on the program uh, former Senator Kelly Stargell. Hello, Kelly. How are you? How are you doing today, John? Glad I, to be with you today. What I a, am really glad you. Say that again? So what a monumental day this was today. Yes, it it is absolutely a, a monumental day. Um, listen, I um, you know I know we talked briefly earlier about what we would discuss, um, and I hope I'm not uh, revealing anything uh, too deep. But uh, this issue uh, of of abortion is actually quite personal 
to you, um, and and you've had some amazing work in this area, and uh, are continuing to do things, even though you're not publicly or not currently carrying public office. Um, tell us a, a little bit about your your personal connections with this issue. Well, thank you, and I, uh, you know, it's funny. Something that I thought I was never going to talk about when I was a teenager, and I got pregnant as an unwed teenager wanted to shove it under the rug and never discuss it. Something that I think Satan tried to bring me down with, God has been able to use to his glory. And it's been my great privilege to be able to do that. But, um, you know, I was a teenage mom. I got pregnant when I was a senior in high school um, and, you know, went to the Planned Parenthood to, to, to find out that I was pregnant. And I was a Christian, but I was a new Christian and was told that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to accomplish anything, that I was going to be a single mom that if I put it up for adoption, how incredibly hard that is. And, and my, my mother agreed with all of that. My mother, you know, and she's not with us anymore. And, and has later told me that she regrets having that advice, but was telling me to have an abortion. Um, and I didn't. And I ended up marrying you know, the father, my husband, John. We've now in February will have been married 40 years um, and have five. But my experience in that really put me on a cause of saying it's, it's not it's not true it is not true what people are telling women and you know all these many of these women who are very pro-choice you know claim to be feminist and yet they're telling women on one hand you can do everything but on the other hand they're saying but yeah you can't have a baby and do everything you have to have an abortion and i'm saying no you can do everything you can have an you can have a child and a family and if you want a career you can have a career um, it, 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 we're not limited. None of us are limited. And I think it's a, it's, a, it's a false narrative. And I think it was a narrative promoted by Planned Parenthood so that they could fund the things they wanted to fund on the backs of unborn babies. Wow. Yeah, very well said. Um, yeah, it is amazing, this argument. By the way, every once in a while, I think um, you're, uh, one of the buttons on your phone ends up hitting, and we lose you for a second there. But uh, uh, it, it is amazing to me that you have a—there's a fight out there for women's rights, uh, women empowerment, and yet there's this argument at all, that also says women are not capable of of being a mother, um, you know, I I wrote on uh, my mother's bio one time. She was uh, speaking in some national events um, concerning early childhood education. She is a professional there and has been for many many years, and she uh, is part of many national boards or was. She's retired now, but. Anyway, so I was writing a bio for her one time, and I started with the idea that she's the mother of three, the grandmother of six at the time. Now there's more. Um, but uh, And she, she called me, and she said, why did you put this first? Do you consider this to be my, my crowning achievements in life? And I said, uh, actually, yes, because um, everything else set aside, this is the legacy that go- carries on for generations. It is so valuable. Motherhood is so, so valuable, and it's, uh, it's disturbing to see all of the push uh, to, to limit or to even extinguish motherhood and, and childbirth. Um, Kelly, let's get down to some of the, the, uh, the deep parts of this conversation because time is limited here. Um, today, the S- Supreme Court was hearing arguments concerning the 15-week abortion limitation. Um, it's commonly called an abortion ban. I don't like to use that term because it makes it sound so negative. I think it's actually a very positive thing. Give us a, a little bit of context in the next two and a half minutes here as to what was happening today, and then we'll take the next segment to talk about some of the future. 
So today was the oral argument between, before the Supreme Court of the position of why Planned Parenthood brought the case that they think the 15-week bill is not constitutional. We have a provision in our Constitution that was put in in the 1980s called a right to privacy. And that was put in during an informational age. We had, you know, water grade a few years before. We had uh, FERPA, which many of the teachers will be familiar with, which is, you know, educational privacy and things like that that were happening in 1980. This was put into our Constitution, ratified by the voters, that we would have a right to privacy. Fast forward a few years, a case got before the court, and the court determined that that extended into to an abortion. And so every time we've passed legislation for the last few years, um, it, we would get to the Supreme Court and it would be overturned because of this right to privacy clause. Uh, we've worked around it. We've tried to do you know, other things with parental notice, and fortunately we were able to eventually do parental consent, but everything was hitting that right to privacy clause. Now this is before the Supreme Court, and that is the discussion. Does that right to privacy clause um, extend to abortion, and therefore there's a constitutional right to an abortion with privacy? Our side is arguing, no, that is not the case. That was not the intention of that amendment uh, when it was put in, and that is not the reason why it is there. And hopefully we have a different court that will look at all of the facts with fresh eyes and not just look at what previous courts have done and we'll decide that that is that we do not have an enshrined right to privacy within our constitution with, with regards to abortion. Yeah, and um, you know, just to make it clear, the court is not intending to rule on this today. They have heard the arguments, uh, but that ruling will come uh, sometime down the road. Hopefully, in my opinion, uh, I hope very, very soon. We'll talk about what happens if the um, the the fifteen week ban is upheld. Uh, and what happens after that because of some other legislation that was signed. We'll talk about that in a couple minutes when we come back from this break. Kelly, thank you for being with us. Um, she will be on the program this this next 15-minute segment coming up. Uh, so stay with us, folks. Don't, uh, don't change the dial. If you're pulling into your garage, just sit there for a while, but leave the garage door open. Um, we don't like carbon dioxide. All right, see you soon. Now back to more of Ask the Preacher. Here's John Freed. Welcome back, folks. Glad that you're uh, that you're listening, and uh, I hope uh, that you're also learning, if you will, uh, with what's with what's going on. Um, more than that, I hope that you take some action. We'll talk about that as uh, as we approach the bottom uh, few minutes of this segment here. But joining us on the program is uh, former Senator Kelly Stargell, and uh, she has been in this issue of of abortion, the rules, the laws associated uh, in the state of Florida for for a good long time. Uh, Very knowledgeable and very excellent in uh, what she has done in the past. And uh, even though she's not carrying public office, uh, this issue is, is, uh, is, is it's personal. And to be honest, it's personal to me. I haven't faced the same types of uh, issues that uh, Ms. Kelly Stargell has. But nonetheless, it is a personal issue, and I hope that you also will take it personally and uh, and, and do right by it. Um, Ms. Stargell, thank you again for joining us on the Ask the Preacher program. Uh, I understand that uh, you are actually ha- has uh, you have some property up where the hurricane was, and you're you're dealing with those things. I hope everything fared well. Yeah, this is where my daughter lives up here, so we're coming up for the weekend. She had several trees that fell, and we're going to pitch in and help clear some of that property. They lost, I think, seven trees on the property, but everybody's healthy, and 
nothing hit the, the building, so all is good. But thank you for asking. Good, excellent, wonderful, wonderful. See, everybody has to pitch in from time to time, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so presently, there is a 15-week band, uh, ban, not a band, a 15-week ban, uh, which means that um, a, a person could not get an abortion after being pregnant for 15 weeks. That is what's currently happening in Florida, correct? Correct. Okay, and then there was that a... Is, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, currently we have a, a 15 week. There's no abortions. The abortions are prohibited after 15 weeks. Um, and then this last year, the legislature passed a six-week heartbeat bill that if the courts rule in favor of the of the 15-week bill and says that that bill is constitutional or that law is constitutional, then in 30 days, it'll move to a six-week um, where you can no longer have abortions after six weeks. So, so the yeah, and so that's where, um, but that is waiting to see whatever happens. So I, if I understand correctly, if the uh, abortion limitation, the 15-week limitation is is uh, is upheld if the moratorium against it is turned down. So this suit by Planned Parenthood uh, brought against the state saying this 15-week ban is unconstitutional in Florida. Uh, if if their if their case is not accepted, if it's denied, whatever, um, then the 15-week uh, limitation continues. But in about 30 days, the six-week ban, six-week limitation, um, automatically kicks in. Correct. So Correct. That's, that's the, and I, I um, think now, uh, the yeah, proponents yeah. for abortion say things like, you know, a woman may not even know she's pregnant within within six weeks. And, and that uh, many times is is very true. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about um, not just the issue of of abortion, but how it relates uh, in, in connection also to pregnancy, undesired pregnancy, uh, fear. Um, the, the the push from one side or the other side. Uh, you have been engaged in these uh, discussions, arguments, battles, if you will, on all sorts of levels. So we've got about five minutes till we take a break, and I'm just going to give you the floor to say almost nearly whatever you want to say. Well, thank you, and I, I, you know, I appreciate that. I really, you know, I think, I, as I said yesterday, I, I look forward to the day where we're no longer talking about the subject of abortion. You know, 50 years ago, when a Roe v. Wade was put in place, you know, honestly, what, what uh, birth control was new. They weren't very effective. If women were desiring to not get pregnant because they didn't want to get pregnant, they had very limited options, and they honestly were not very good quality. So you had a lot of people who were having unplanned pregnancy, coupled with, unfortunately, the, the, the sexual revolution, if you will, where mm-hmm. everybody was having promiscuous sex, and it was, a, it was the... The perfect, it was a storm and a horrible hurricane for the unborn, and it was a windfall for the, for the Planned Parenthood. They mm-hmm. were able to profit greatly on that. That's not where we are today. We now have available to us quality birth control. So if you're a, a, a newly married couple and you want to wait a few years and get your, you know, get your family, you know, get your career going before a family, you have quality birth control that you can take advantage of that's the same as as the pill was, same science, but yet way more effective, as effective as a tubal ligation. And it's not permanent. It doesn't, I mean, I'm not working for the birth control, you know, companies, 
But I'm just saying there are tools available to you now that you did not have 50 years ago that yeah. you truly can plan your pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, and um, if I'll, I'll say I'm going to add two things to what you're saying, in my opinion, to what you're at, what you're saying here. Um, the best form of birth control is self-control. Uh, that should be exercised first. Um, but abortion is is not a good means of birth control. You're uh, literally exterminating a life so that in, in most cases, in 99.9% of cases, so somebody can run around and do what they want to do. Absolutely. But there's an assumption in even those discussions. And I'm, you know, on the board of, of several of our pregnancy care centers, and I am a huge supporter of abstinence. But you have married couples who may not want to be pregnant at the moment and who may want to plan and, you know, and as, and as effective as the natural planning ways are, and I, I promote those and, and, you know, many people are very successful. That's what we need to be having is having a discussion with a young woman on what's the best, if you're unmarried, you know, abstinence, if you are married, look at family planning, look at, you know, natural planning, look at, those are the discussions and let's take abortion off the table because that should not be part of that discussion. We, should, we have enough tools where if you want to throw everything out and you don't you know, have a Christian worldview and you want to be promiscuous, well, then get on birth control so you don't get pregnant. Yeah, I know um, one, I of the, that's, that's one of the, the mantras <laughs> of uh, Planned Parenthood is to make uh, abortion uh, safe and, and legal, and, and it's actually been being pushed uh, to say let's make abortion frequent. Um, they don't necessarily always use that those words, but that's the expression. Um, and I would I would like to make abortion unthinkable and and even uh, non-existent in our nation. But the the real way to do that is not through legislation. You and I had this discussion briefly. It's not really through legislation. We've got to change the hearts and minds of people. And the reality is, when the hearts and minds of of society has changed, legislation follows. It's just a matter of time. We've got about sixty seconds. I would say, unfortunately, in this particular situation, it's been the reverse. We have passed legislation. Now we need to work on changing the hearts and minds of people. Because if you were to poll today, unfortunately, um, there are more people supporting the pro-choice options than there are the pro-life. So we on the pro-life side need to pray, show compassion, talk to people, have those uncomfortable conversations, and explain to them why we believe so strongly what we do, but do it in a compassionate way. Because you have to realize you're dealing with a person who does not potentially have the same worldview as you, um, right. and you have to recognize that and hit them where they are. Well said. Well said. There's a, lots of other things. You know, many of the pro-abortionists uh, they will make arguments to say, you know, what you guys advocate for adoption. Are you actually adopting foster care? All of that type of stuff. And and they, that's a very valid statement. And as pro-lifers, we should. Uh, my wife and I, we've taken in foster care. Um, we should help people. If you see a, a, a young teenage girl who is actually carrying a baby to term, you should you should support her rather than looking down your nose at her. Yeah, maybe she made a bad decision. How do you know? But she's making a good one by saying, "I'm going to give life. I'm going to give birth to this right. uh, to this young life inside of me." Miss Kelly Stargell, thank you so much for joining us on the program today for taking your precious time to do. So. So uh, I wish you well this weekend as you do some some uh, yard work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And have a good afternoon. Thanks you too, again. Kelly. Folks, thanks for joining us for Ask the Preacher. It's the bottom of the hour. We're going to take a little break here, and then we will be back with more. When we come back, we'll talk some about September 11th. Yes, it is here again. Never forget. I know I won't. We'll talk about it more in a few minutes. 
Second half of Ask the Preacher starts now. Talk Radio 96.7 brought to you by Believers Fellowship Church. Here's John Free. Hey, folks, welcome back to the program. Glad you're listening today. It is Friday, September the 8th. We've got about uh, 25 or so minutes left of the Ask the Preacher hour. And um, the first part of the hour, we were talking about the the Florida Supreme Court, their decisions, and, and uh, well, actually hearing the arguments uh, concerning the 15-week abortion limitation, abortion ban as it's called. Uh, and then, um, so we'll see what happens there. I know where my opinion sits. I agree with God. All life is precious. Nobody should be taking anybody's life. Um, I won't get into the arguments of talking about, you know, my body, my choice. There's a bunch of stuff that we don't have choice. Um, you know, it's my body, but I can't choose to make my fist slap upside the head of somebody else. That's a bad choice. Uh, so anyway, but uh, so those types of things. So if you are pro-life, you should uh, support those agencies that support life, that help young people. Men, young women, men don't get pregnant, but men get people pregnant. So that's why we got to support the men. They help mothers make the right decisions uh, to to keep uh, the life that that God has placed inside of them. Anyway, it's a big issue, and and we don't have time to talk entirely. Uh, the whole hour about it. But I, I want to tell you, if you are a pro-life, if you are a God-fearing individual, you should support the organizations that support life. Uh, you should support your legislators that support life. And so you um, and you should support people that are giving life to others. So um, and that that means women that are pregnant. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, well, I told you about a a great event that is taking place tomorrow morning. I hope you will come and join us out in Munn Park. Uh, but joining us right now, right here on the program, is a uh, a young man who actually had the idea for this event. And uh, so please welcome to the Ask the Preacher program, welcome Tim Shanahan. Welcome, sir. Hey, John. How, how you doing? Pastor I'm doing John? fantastic. Glad to have you on the program. Uh, you've got a bunch of little kiddos yourself, yeah? Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. Yes, our, our blessings, our inheritance. Yes, I have a our five-year-old daughter, Corey, our son, Timothy's three, our son, Gideon's two, and then we have Hezekiah coming really any day. So the Lord said, be fruitful, multiply. So yeah, that's well right. You have four yeah. <laughs> under the age of five, five or under. That is yeah. that is tremendous. Man, God bless you. I, yeah. I hope you have 18. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> However yeah, yeah. many the Lord will bless you with, yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, uh, so Tim, tomorrow is this Exalt Jesus March. Starts in Munn Park. We're going to uh, start at nine o'clock. Um, we'll have some chairs for people who need to sit. It's going to be a beautiful morning tomorrow. the The farmers market is is down there. Um, so the the Exalt Jesus March starting at nine o'clock in Munn Park. We'll end up going, uh, leaving the park, walking around Lake Mirror, coming up through the middle of town, coming back to Munn Park. There's people there to to help lead the way and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I want to just get those details out so that the listeners can know that this is open to the public. Um, if you want to come and help us just exalt Jesus through the city streets, uh, you should come. But Tim, uh, tell me what what happened? How did this come about? Did you have a dream, a vision? Did did uh, did somebody send you a letter? I mean, how, how did this idea ever come across your desk? Yeah, yeah, John. So um, the Lord 
connected us and sent us to, um, at, at the time, it was last summer, it was John G. Lake Ministries out in Texas, and the Lord sent us our whole family. And long story short, uh, there was people that he knit us with uh, that were uh, involved and for a few years in doing Exalt Jesus marches in Texas, uh, a, a bit lower scale, um, but it would just be you know, the remnant of believers, if a few believers would come together and go into the streets and, and just uh, proclaim and, and declare the victory of Jesus and the cross. And um, anyways, so we had heard about it, and that was that. But I feel like the Lord, uh, when we came back to Lakeland, I feel like the Lord was impressing upon me that this is something that he desired to do in our city, in our county. Um, and so uh, th- there was, you know, a few confirmations that came after that. And then, lo and behold, uh, and some some really cool confirmations. People that, you know, tell, people that had heard from the Lord that there was going to be a, you know, exalt Jesus march in Lakeland uh, around the same time. Um, so just interesting things like that. So, anyways, uh, it's going to be tomorrow, and so it's definitely uh, the Lord has has you know purposed this to happen for our city. So uh, what what should people uh, do if they if they want to come? What should they bring? Uh, what what should they prepare for? Yeah. So yeah, like you said, it's going to be a beautiful morning. Um, so we we suggest hey bring uh, if you want to bring a sign or if you want to bring a, a flag or if you want to if you have an instrument you want to bring anything to that that the Bible talks so much about praising the Lord and just the just the power that comes from thanksgiving and praise when, when that's um, released. Um, so so um, I would say, yeah, any, any type, anything that makes noise, your voices, we're going to worship in the streets of all of us together as a group, the body of Christ in Lakeland and Polk County. Uh, so bring, bring something that makes noise or a flag or a sign. And then, like you said, we'll have chairs out there. Um, so that's what I would say. We'll have waters as well. We'll have waters. Um, do you, think what else we'll have? Yeah. Well, do you know how, about how long is the route? A mile, mile and a half? It's it's um it's a little over a mile. Yeah, I think it's either a mile and a quarter or a tick under. Okay, so about a mile and a quarter is the is yeah. the route. And um, I suppose if somebody says, well, I don't think I can fulfill the whole route, we are staying on, on sidewalks. Uh, we're not just going down, you know, walking through traffic. We're staying on sidewalks and following the traffic laws and patterns. So if somebody needs to cut it short, they certainly could just keep walking Absolutely. down the sidewalk and come on back. But Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll, yeah, we're going to stick to the sidewalks. There's going to be police helping us. Um, there's going to be volunteers who are helping with safety. And, and yeah, and, and if you're hearing this and you're, think you may not be unable to walk that um we're starting and ending at mum park so you can you can wait there there'll be people there and then we're going to have worship at the park after so it's okay yeah that's going to be tremendous so so the start time is is nine o'clock and we should um, i think that the plan would be to be back at mun park at around uh 10 10 30 somewhere in that neighborhood yeah, exactly. And then uh, we'll have some some worship, um, a, a wonderful uh, some some locals that'll be leading uh, everybody who's out there in in worship, uh, gospel message being being given. And um, so, folks, come out and come out and join us for the Exalt Jesus March. Tim, I, I want to just personally, as as a as a fellow believer in this city, I, I want to tell you thank you uh, for hearing 
from God and for being bold enough to actually carry out uh, what he put in your heart to do. And not many people do that. A lot of people have great ideas, but they never act on them. And you heard from the Lord and you decided to do it. And it doesn't matter the outcome. What matters is the obedience. And so I believe the outcome will be great. But I, I just wanted to tell you, I honor you, my brother. Thank you for following God in this endeavor. I will see you out there. I know many from our congregation will be out there. So, folks, one more time, Mun Park tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Get there a little early. Uh, get there a lot early if you'd like. Walk around the uh, farmer's market, maybe buy an item or two. But uh, at 9 o'clock, we'll begin in Mun Park uh, a few minutes after the uh, some instructions and some just gathering everybody together, we'll take off in uh, what what is sort of kind of like a parade as we walk through the streets of downtown Lakeland, exalting Jesus. That is the the priority there to exalt Jesus. This is not a protest. This is a praise. So Tim, thank you for joining us here on Ask the Preacher. Thank you for doing this march. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Awesome, John. Thanks again for having me. Be blessed. Have a good one, man. Hey, folks, you're listening to Ask the Preacher. And uh, we'll be back in just a couple minutes for the last segment uh, of the hour. And I'm going to talk a little bit about September 11th, 2001. September 11th, 2023 is coming up on Monday. We'll talk about it in just a moment. Now, let's get back to the fourth and final segment of this afternoon's Ask the Preacher, brought to you by Believer's Fellowship Church. Here's John. Hey, folks, thanks for joining today. Um, I can't see you, but I'm sure you're smiling. It's been a great day, and I hope you are smiling. And um, I I, I don't want to take away your smile with the next segment here, the next few minutes. We only have a few minutes left in the hour, but uh, I I wanted to talk a, a little bit about September the 11th. It is coming around again. And uh, if you remember, uh, you know, there was a, a lot of a lot of questions, a lot of statements going on way back um, in 2001 when the Twin Towers were hit in New York City, when, when we were attacked. Now, I know there's a lot of discussion about whether it was from the inside or, or from the outside. Um, the reality is uh, the, the attack became visible at, on that day, September the 11th, 2001. A lot of statements came out and said, do you remember where you were? You know, you'll never forget. Uh, uh, for, for about a year, maybe two years, it was uh, really upfront. It was a touchy issue. It was valuable. Uh, it was important to American society. Uh, it literally changed the way we do air travel, safety, all sorts of things. Some stuff got snuck uh, by it, that that it, I believe is against the American people. Um, all, all sorts of issues happened, but this idea of never forget uh, was the mantra way back then. And and the Lord expressed to my heart even way back then. You just watch; in a matter of time, people will in fact forget. And you will notice that uh, not much is done concerning September 11th anymore. Um, and it, that's how it happens with, with most major issues in life. Uh, the, the reality is that's how it happens even even with the blessing of the Lord. The Lord does something amazing in your life, and then some time rolls by, and we tend to forget. Um, he gave us a warning in Deuteronomy chapter 6 uh, to, to remember, to observe, to do the things that, that, he, that he told us. Um, he gave us a warning concerning his... His blessing, that don't forget that it's the Lord your God uh, who has blessed you and, and given you good land and, and good houses to, to live in. And so, folks, I just want to remind you, as Americans, 
we should not forget, we need not forget that it is God who has blessed this nation. Uh, we've got a lot of bad stuff, a lot of garbage that America has begun to do over the last uh, several decades. And I believe that God has has put a lot of people in place to begin to undo and overturn uh, those things. Abortion being one of them. We talked about it in the first um, half of the of the show. Uh, I believe it is being peeled back and, and undone. Praise God for that. There are many other things that our nation has gotten into, and I believe those things are being peeled back and undone. And uh, we we should contend and fight to undo those things. I, I want to challenge you this coming Monday um, to take some some time and remember what took place uh, 24, 23 years ago in our nation, 22 actually, um, and and not to forget, you know, uh, my son was was uh, just just a little baby, you know, a year old, and um, it's it's. Uh, he doesn't even hardly know because he was just a baby. He he wasn't watching anything take place there. Um, it's it's it must be reminded to the generations that follow that that are bringing that are coming up. Uh, otherwise, we fall into the same traps again. We've made that error so many times in the United States of America. We're a young nation, um, and so we can revitalize the righteous passions of our youth. Uh, by telling the stories, by reminding people what being an American is all about. And I'll, I'll just say it very plainly. Uh, being an American, the founding of this nation, is centered around being a God-fearing person. That's what we must bring back to our nation, the fear of God, the love of God, the love of one another, not a false love, not a messed-up, perverted, mixed-up love, but a love that would lay down their life for the brethren, a love that stands up for what is right and what is good no matter what it costs, a love that helps others do what is right and what is good. We advocate for truth. We advocate for righteousness. We advocate for goodness and wholesomeness. That's what we must do. And so if you are a a red-blooded, God-fearing, and American person, I challenge you uh, to be bold about it. Be kind, yet be bold about it. Stand up for life. Stand up for liberty. And stand up for the pursuit of happiness. And by the way, the only way you will ever be happy, the only way you will ever be really satisfied in life is to serve the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, soul, and mind. He will satisfy you. Jesus Christ is the answer to all of life's issues, all of life's questions, all of life's problems. Jesus is the answer. I love you. Jesus loves you. He is here to help you. Call upon him. He'll hear you and he will answer you if you call upon his name. My name is John Freed. I'm the pastor at Believer's Fellowship Church. I want to invite you up to the north side. Join us for church. You can find out all the information online at believersfellowship.com. God bless you. Have a great weekend. I hope to see you in Munn Park, 9 a.m.